What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Heck versus Hell, where the truth we tell. So, wherever it is that you are listening to this on, wherever you are in the world, we're still connected. And it's such a beauty, you know, if you really go and think about it, it's so beautiful the way that we can be thousands, if not hundreds of thousands i don't even know if the world is that big you know i might be speaking out of a little bit of not knowing right now but we can be so far away and we can still communicate you know it's it's a beautiful thing to see because you know back in the days just a couple hundred years ago there is people all over the world that never even explore a thousand miles from where they are so they only were confined to that radius right so I was just, uh, you know, we have to give it a little bit of appreciation for the platform that has been put on us and where we're at, you know, because in reality, I didn't want to be born in this generation in this time. You know, that's something very truthful that I want to bring out. I know I'm jumping right into it. Um, you know, I, I just, I, I have this energy that I'm trying to give to you. Okay. So we're just in here. And this this comes with just a opening of gratefulness, okay? So we got to have some gratitude. And that's something that I always looked at, though, is I always desired a life outside of mine. I would look at movies and I would say, man, I want that. I would look at movies where people basically didn't have different types of technologies. I was like, man, I want that. I was over here very bloodthirsty for one point period of time and I was like man that these times it would have been much easier to do xyz you know so it was a a lot of different things that went through my mind and reasons for why I wanted to be born in different time periods one very much being for the fact that I understand very deeply that the online has kind of neutered the generations that have been born into it and they've kind of softened mankind in a sense right and 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 just some type of dependability okay so that that is something that i do have against it still to this day uh because we we become so dependent upon things that do not serve us right but then I come to look at it and I'm like, it's actually very beautiful and it's something that God uses. And that's actually a conversation that we need to have as well later down the line about how God uses even, I guess you could say Satan's things, you know, was Satan intended for evil. And uh, that's actually one of my favorite verses. If you want to look it up, it's Genesis fifty twenty. I can't quote it word for word. I don't remember it anymore because I used to quote it all the time, but it goes something along the lines of what you intended, you intended to kill me, but God intended for good so that the saving of many lives could go on something like that. And it's just looking at things and, and realizing, you know, the Satan, the adversary, whatever it is, the evil forces of spiritual powers and principalities against us are always trying to do something to stunt us. And even in the situations that we hate the most, those are the ones that we should learn to love the most. 
because those are the ones that make life worth living. Those are the ones that take our lives and and make us realize it could be worse. Or those are the moments that can go and make us better, make us stronger. You know, it's those things that we just hate that we should learn to appreciate. And that's something I fell into a little bit. Um, I talk about how I used to go and, and, you know, jail was one of my best times and it made me so grateful and all this and that. And I'm going to be honest with you. It made it to recently. It, I've been having my own war. Okay. Heck versus hell, right? We could we could say that and take it for face value. I've been having my own war, and I've had a lot of different things happen. I'm, I mean, to to give you a little synopsis, just uh, last night I went and I was uh, feeling a presence try to get in the bed with me, and then a couple nights before that, I actually got sleep paralysis, and that's something that we've touched up on briefly. But if you don't know what sleep paralysis is, It's basically where you're in that state of your soul where it's not, you're not asleep, but you're not fully awake. It's more like a soul consciousness. It's a space in between. And um, I don't want to say in between realms, but it's more so like your, your soul and your spirit. So whenever you're in those states, you have a lot higher Basically, you're not as calloused, right? If you look at the pineal glands, so now, yeah, we're going to go into some conversation that we haven't even had before. But if you look at the pineal glands, the pineal glands is our third eye, right? That's actually what connects us more to our spirit, to the divine. So a lot of things going on when it comes to watching news, watching TV, a bunch of things that are in the waters, a bunch of additives and preservatives, and all these processed things that are put into our system are actually will build a callus in our pineal glands. And the more we open it, the more connected we are in the spirit and the higher frequency we basically live at. Okay, so that that has a huge effect. What we put in our body is very much important. But once your pineal gland starts opening as well, you start becoming more aligned in the spirit, therefore becoming and and producing the fruits of the spirit, okay? The fruits and the gifts and the talents that were bestowed against you. You start uncovering them more and you start doing different types of things. Just a couple hours ago, actually, I was astral projecting by accident. So I don't want to take this and say, okay, you guys should go practice all this and that. No, you shouldn't do that. This was um, something that was completely unintended for. I was actually trying to go to sleep and it happened by itself. So there's a lot of things just like uh, prophets, right? Whenever you get visions, there's people that go and and soothsayers or suances, whatever they're called, um, basically these type of psychics that go and try to consult with spirits to either know the past of someone, the future of someone, whatever it may be. Whenever you're actually actively seeking that in a sense outside of the Holy Spirit, outside of the God Trinity, the God force, it's divination, So that's where you start calling, because if you're not calling on God, you are calling on something else. And more times than not, the angels of God do not come 
and tell you different things. They will not lead you spirit guides or divination. And they are basically things that are trying to get your trust so you can use them. The more you trust them, the more you use them. The more you believe in them, the more they have power. Okay? That's just a quick, real quick synopsis. So that was just to say, hey, don't go looking out and seeking these things. It will come naturally. If you're getting visions, that's natural. That's okay. You don't be thinking, you know, hey, I'm I'm doing bad. And that's good. It's really good actually to think, hey, am I doing something wrong? Am I uh doing divination? Am I performing divination? Am I going against God's will? That's good. That means you have conviction. That means you have the conviction of the Holy Spirit. So that's great. Keep on that path. But to tell you of, of what's been going on is just, well, just like last night, uh, I had that whole encounter. Um, and then a couple hours ago, uh, it's, it's seven in the morning right now on Saturday. And we, I, I had a nap. Okay. I didn't even sleep. I've been up since yesterday. I only had that like two hour nap, but I woke up because I was like, I don't like this, but I was looking at myself. I was in the corner of my room and I was looking at myself down on myself as I was sleeping. And I'm like, well, I don't really like this. You know, let me get up. It was almost like I was having a panic attack because I didn't know what was going on. So I kind of forced myself awake. So once I got up, well, then that's whenever I started going through everything and I started realizing and, um, understanding trying to understand what exactly was going on but i noticed and and i spoke with lex about this too she had very openly and vividly told me you know i'm kind of falling off i'm not having the amount of faith that i used to have i'm not to the standing like i used to stand like if you guys would have met me i don't even know like a year ago maybe year and a half ago it was a, uh, it was insane. You know, it was that whole like really on fire, on fire. And, you know, things, things kind of do transpire to a sense. So I realized that too. And I was like, you know what, if I'm doing that and I'm not doing it to the ability that I'm supposed to be doing it, that means I'm kind of letting you guys down. And by kind of, I mean, I'm letting you guys down because I'm not giving you what I'm supposed to be giving you. I'm not doing this with the full intention, full swing purpose and over delivering of what these shows are supposed to be about. Okay, so I'm not going to I'm going to take responsibility for that. I'm not going to come here and make excuses and say, oh, well, this is going on. This is going on. Absolutely. There's always spiritual wars going on. And the beauty about it is now that these things are starting to manifest more so um, because not that long ago I had that sleep paralysis, as I was saying, and I kind of interrupted myself. I had sleep paralysis and I felt something get on my bed. Okay. So whenever you're in that state, your senses are super peaked. You can feel basically what people look like. Even, you know, if, if you're laying down, clo eyes closed and someone walks in the room, you can feel who that person is. You can feel what they look like and features on them. I remember one time I had a, a one of those states come on and I felt my niece walk in the room and she walked in with a little boy behind her. And I knew that little boy. I knew it was her and I could even tell their height. You know, they were like the same height. And I knew that he was 
the same age as her, except he was a little Caucasian boy with blonde hair, and his hair was a little longer. And I was faced away from them, you know, whenever they came in my room. I was in that state. And basically what happened was that little boy went to the bottom of my bed and kind of tried yanking off the sheets for me. And I'm like, man, this is a strong little boy. Like, I was over here trying to, like, not let him go. And I looked down. That was the first time I had sleep paralysis. And I looked down and I saw a huge figure. I couldn't make it out. But I could feel the ominous energy and aura to it. And all I could see was a huge shadow. I couldn't even see details on his face. Later, I started getting more of that. I started getting more of those attacks. And uh, it was right after that that I actually was super courageous and super like on fire, you know, and, and I realized that that kind of stuff happens right before you're going to the next level. And if you look at Luke, the book of Luke, whenever they're having the final supper and they're, they're speaking about what's going to happen, you know, Hey, they're, they're going to kill me in a couple of days. Um, this is what's going to happen. And then he turns around and he talks to Peter, uh, Jesus, right? Yeshua, Christ. He turns and he says to Peter, hey, you, you, Satan, you know, kind of wants to weed you out. He he asked for you. He wants to weed you out. And obviously he saw him as a threat, right? And and Simon was like, no. Simon Peter was like, no, you know, I'll, I'll go to death and back. You know, I'll get crucified right along with you if I have to. He told him, hey, you're going to deny me three times before the rooster crows. And it's these times where it feels like we fail. It's these times where we feel like, man, we're we're not doing what we're supposed to. We're we're having all these attacks. We're having these things go against us. And I don't know what he experienced all the way, but I know that that failure caused him to have more love and more commitment and more loyalty to the purpose, to the discipleship, to making sure that he does it 10 times better than before. He was already good. He was already walking as a disciple. He had already walked away from his family, from his wife, from everything he knew to follow Christ. And all this did was amplify it. So your failures amplify you. So the point of this discussion is to tell you that there is always from the adversaries, from every enemy, spiritual forces that you encounter that are trying to attack your life right now as we speak there is always desperation before the elevation. Okay, let me say that again. In case you didn't catch it, in case you want to record that, pull out your phone, take a selfie, take a video, you know, whatever it is. There is always desperation before elevation. And what I mean by that is exactly what's going on in my situation is they're over here trying to manifest. They're to the point where they're trying to bring me down. They're trying to separate the unity that I have, not only with Christ, but with Lex as well, with everybody from the team, with us, you know, with heck versus hell. They're trying to separate this unity. They're trying to put fear in me. They're trying to bring me down. They're trying to get me on the wrong path. They're trying to tempt me. They're trying to get me all through these other things. 
and they're desperate. They're using things that they do not normally use. What See, what happens is they try to suddenly stay in in a in your presence in trying to attack you they do it very subtly because once you realize that it's going on that's whenever you can fight against it right if someone's trying to do a sneak attack and they're slowly you know cutting cutting the ropes to the barrel that you have whatever to your treasure and making sure they're trying to steal it they're going to do that very quietly But if they're desperate to the point like we're running out of time, you know, we need to do something quick. That's when they get desperate. And and you can see that in the book so many times, so many times. And it's so beautiful, especially even with Christ. They knew Satan himself knew he was running out of time. And he's like, I have to do something. I'm going to get him when he's weak, when he's at his weakest. I'm going to appear myself and tempt Yeshua myself. All these things, all this life, all these 30 years that have passed, it hasn't been able to do anything. I haven't been able to get to where I want to get. Let me go on. Let me try to tempt him personally. Let me show up and show him what I can do. Let me show him that I am the God of this world. And he did that. He did just that and tried tempting Christ. That was desperation. They're not going to show it. They're not going to show that they're desperate. But whenever that whole line, you know, you hear that whole line, desperate times call for desperate measures. That's exactly what it is. These are desperate times for them because your elevation is coming. They wouldn't be spiritually attacking you if you were not a threat to the kingdom of hell. If you were a warrior for the kingdom of heaven as you are, you are supposed to be going through these spiritual attacks right now. You're not in this alone. This is exactly what's supposed to happen. You're supposed to be persecuted. You're supposed to have family turn against you. You're supposed to have your friends and family and and person you entrusted with all your life try to hurt you and, and demoralize you and turn you away from the one that always was there and the one that put those people in your life in the first place. It's always going to happen like that because you are meant to be persecuted. This world is not your home. And that's why it's so beautiful to have the brothership, the sistership, the community of of the body of Christ bringing it together and having that oneness, having someone that you can actually entrust just like the disciples. Even Christ didn't send them out one-on-one. He sent them out by pairs because he understood that it's hard to get through this world alone. And even when, even though God is always with you, he still understands Adam wasn't made alone. He said, it is good that you will have a partner. So there are people in your life right now that are waiting for you. They're just waiting. God's just waiting for the perfect time to put them in your life to place you where you need to be because you have to learn the lessons and you have to build the character that you are currently building 
sometimes the opportunity kind of misses and you could come around full circle. You never know how it works. Everything always works so beautifully, so perfectly timed. Okay, so I just want to say that make sure that you stay steadfast. Okay, stay faithful just as he stays faithful to us. If you want to hear a song, you know what? I'll put you on with a song to listen to promises and listen to true colors. Those are two songs that you guys can listen to right now. Just give you that extra amp. You know, we're going to have our songs out soon um, and, and be able to say, hey, listen to these songs and they'll give you that motivation to keep going and keep rolling at it and just keep persevering you know because you're not in this alone we we have the creator of the universe right here with us for if god is with you who can stand against you right so why should we fear why should we love this world to the point where we lose our soul why should we love these people that are not meant to even be in our path their season has passed That season was long overdue. You held on to something you weren't supposed to hold on to that long. Now you got to let it go so you can learn the, the lessons that were for that season so that you can grow and elevate. These are desperate times. But it's not you who's trying to go through the desperate measures. Okay, you may fail. You may fall. Fall seven times. Get up eight. Nine, ten, get up however many times it takes, but do not stay fallen. And you always have a hand reaching down whenever you're sinking in the water right there, saying, ye of little faith, reprimanding you with love, sticking his hand out still saying, come, for I'm always going to be here. Okay, so I love each and every one of you. I hope you felt this message and start your day off right. Start your night off right. Start the week, the month. We're coming into a new year. Just go into it, but don't wait until New Year. Start right now. Start as soon as you listen to this. You shouldn't wait until, hey, let me get the timing right. God's timing is always perfect, and you are listening to this for a reason. Okay, it's time for you to act. That's God's timing, timing of putting this message in your life right now, okay? So I love you all. I will not hold you back from what you have to do. Peace, love, blessings. You know who it is. I'll catch you all on the flip side. See you at future events. See you wherever it is. I'll see you in the comments showing all the love, and I appreciate you so, so much.